Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and welcome to Ask a Windermere Coach. I will also be joined on occasion by Eric Thompson, Doug Simcock, and Nick Hansen. Our goal is to talk about how to create work-life balance in the real estate world, and we also want to address what does it mean to create epic customer service. We hope you find these episodes useful, and we want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and I want to thank you all for listening to our podcast, Ask Windermere Coach. And today I'm thrilled because I have two guests with us. I have David Hogan, who is with our Bellevue, Maine office, and he's been in the business in real estate for eight years. Uh, David, thank you so much for agreeing to do our podcast with us today. I'm, I'm thrilled thank to have you on. Um, and then I also have Todd Wright. Todd Wright is with our Walla Walla office. Todd Wright's been in the business 23 years, and he came over to work at, in the Windermere world in 2002. And so, Todd, uh, thank you for being on this today from uh, Walla Walla. Thank you. Absolutely. So our goal today, uh, for those of you that are listening, is a lot of times when we do Windermere Coaching, um, a lot of things that come up is we have real estate agents who've been in the business for a while, and they kind of hit a plateau, or they're they're not having the work-life balance they want, and they decide they may hire an assistant. These two gentlemen both have assistants, and I thought it would be really interesting to hear their perspective both before they had an assistant and after they had assistants. We have some specific questions set up, um, but uh, it would be great just to kind of get the lay of the land of here, how, what they did, how it's benefiting them, and then, um, and then any takeaways that they may have for you that are insights that they have about going down this process. And so um, what I would like to do is that there's three areas that I find where agents uh, kind of struggle with getting an assistant. We joked about this right for the call because of both of these gentlemen kind of said they, they went through this and you guys chime in as we talk about these. But the first one is when somebody says, I'm going to get an assistant, but you know what? They probably can't do it as good as I can. It's that kind of perfectionist syndrome. And so what they do is instead of hiring an assistant, they just work harder because they don't feel the assistant can do what, what they want to do. Did either of you kind of feel that before you hired an assistant? 100%. <laughs> so David, you said uh, they got it. I, I do it a certain way and that's the way that I do it. Yeah, I literally wrote down like I, when I stopped becoming a control freak is when I got an assistant. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, how about you? I, I agree. I'm, I mean, I think uh, real estate agents in general tend to have a problem with control freakishness, <laughs> if that's a word. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and you're, you're, your that assistant is going to represent you and so it's absolutely a concern um you know going in when you're considering it that's that's you know all three of the things you mentioned actually i fit the bill (laughs) the bill and 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 on that the second one is this is that they look at it as a cost not an investment so they're looking at the bottom line looking at the numbers now i'm going to take income that i've been getting and i've got to pay this assistant and is it going to give me a return? And most people don't look at it to say it's going to allow me to do more business, but they go, it's going to be a cost. And that kind of sometimes slows them down from hiring an assistant. 
right? They just put it on the back burner. They're going to get around to it. Um, and then the third one, as you mentioned, is where there's too many steps. Well, now I'm a, am I an employer? Well, where do I find an assistant? Well, the, is there a checklist of what my assistant should do? Oh my gosh, now I got to have meetings every week with this assistant. And so it becomes overwhelming, if you will, for all the pieces, and then they stall out that way. So that's what that's the challenge I see. And so what I would love to have both of you uh, kind of tell me, and each one of you tell your story, but the first question is really this, at what point in your business, right, did you finally say, okay, now I'm committed to getting an assistant? What was it that kind of caused you to say, I'm going to jump in and make this happen? And uh, either one of you can go first. It doesn't matter to me. You want to go, Dave? Or? Sure. <laughs> um, mine was when I, I, I think you always want a little bit more time for yourself, but I also, I didn't want to make any mistakes and I could tell you, you could be close to making a mistake and, and, we try now extra hard not to make them, but there's only so much that one person can do really, really well. And being the control freak, I had to make my list because I have analysis paralysis on top of it. And I had to go, these are the types of things that I'm going to really strive not to do anymore. Because that was the easier way for me to think about it. Mm -hmm. And my assistant is licensed. So, um, I think Todd's isn't, so that'll pro provide some really good perspective on maybe what mine does that, you know, yep, that doesn't do as an example, because that was important to me that they were licensed actually. So what was it, what was it where you said, oh my gosh, I now know that I need an assistant. Was there one thing that really made you think, okay, you know what, now's the time. I don't think it was one thing, but I, I coach with Nick Hanson. Right. So part of our discussion in growth over the three years I've coached with him was, was, was growth. And I was, I was going to, I was fine, but I wasn't going to grow. Yeah. And, and this was like, I needed the impetus to, to allow myself to grow and the right. team to grow. Cause I look at her as a teammate, not an assistant. Exactly. And that, I think you make a good point. I think that we see people that stall out in their income and they're not, they can't get over that hump. And then all of a sudden they bring on an assistant and they're like, oh my gosh. I'm going to the next level. That assistance allowed me to push up to a higher higher income level. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Todd, how about you? What was it? What was where you decided? Pretty pretty similar. Um, I just got to the point where I realized I, uh, you know, I I really believe in balancing time, and you know, uh, I don't work to work. <laughs> I work to live, um, and uh, got to the point where. I just didn't have the time to give my clients all the, you know, all the, the updates and um, stuff that still needs to happen, even though you're, you're still doing, you know, contracts and stuff. And, and I talked to uh, Doug Simcock a lot about it before I actually pulled the trigger. Uh, and it just came to a point where, uh, you know, I, I realized I need to let go. I can automate a lot of these things with an assistant and, um, she can keep me, help me keep in touch with my clients, do the things that I wasn't doing real well. Um, and then I could spend my time with, you know, with clients and contracts and, you know, showing houses. Um, and then that other stuff would still get done. Uh, so basically with me, I just wanted to free up time and still be able to do more business. Right. So, so she's, and, and by the way, so yours is non-licensed. Yes. I'm not opposed to a licensed assistant. I just haven't had one. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. I get it. So, 
so let me ask you this. So David, in your world with the license assistant, what, what would be some typical things that uh, she took off? I, is, I, sorry, is it a female or male assistant? Female. Female, yeah. Yeah, what are the things she took off your plate? Um, a couple of things. One is kind of dividing and conquering a little bit. So if we need to be in two places at once, she's able to do that. Um, and the initial, the initial thing was getting the kind of the back end of the systems, her understanding those. So there were X, Y, and Z things I just don't touch anymore that I was doing. And those actually are kind of non-licensed things. I then like, found the unicorn that's also had ability and knowledge to do some of the licensed things if, if I couldn't do them or didn't want to do them. Some of it, sometimes it's just not wanting to do something. Right. And uh, how about for you, Todd? What, what she, does she, since she's non-licensed, uh, she's doing most of the, the items that don't require real estate license, obviously, but what are some of those tasks? Um, you know, just making sure that clients uh, that we're dealing with, you know, either active clients or clients that are still, you know, uh, considering listing or, or purchasing, um, keeping them up to date, you know, uh, it's real easy to get focused on on the transaction that you're doing and forget about the transaction that you need to be getting ready to do next week um, right. or next month. Or um, And so just staying in touch with my database, that's a huge help. Mm -hmm. um, making sure that we are touching base with them, sending them items of value, um, you know, at least three times a month. Um, and uh, taking that load, uh, you know, updating listing uh, listing clients with what went on with their with their listing last week. Um, both those things I struggled with because I was just too um, wrapped up in in doing the stuff that's in your face, like hey, I need right. to get this inspection done. I need to do <laughs> this. She also, you know, helps it uh, by uh, you know setting up appointments, setting up showings. Um, it really just frees me up to. You know, well, as you know, clients don't hire you because, you know, you're a Windermere agent or this or that. I mean, well, Windermere does have a pretty good following. So, <laughs> but they know, they hire you because they know, like, and trust you. And that requires yep. building relationships. Yep. And what an assistance yep. has allowed me to do is constant focus on building those relationships, which is the fun part, anyways. Right. You know, it, I, it allows I get to go have lunch and drink beer. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> It allows you to do the piece that you're good at, right? That you can gravitate towards the things that you're really good at. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm just curious. So David, you already told us you're that kind of perfectionist personality type. Is that kind of Fair. along those lines, right? And Todd, how about <laughs> you? I, I know Todd, you're more in that party world, but your party perfection, is that kind of where you are? Yeah. Um, I like to make sure uh, my perfection, it comes with the contract, the actual escrow process. Um, I want to make sure that my clients are protected and they, they uh, you know, get through that process as pain-free as possible um, while still, you know, getting the things they need out of the deal. Um, and uh, the, the, I think every agent's a perfectionist to some degree and that's, it's hard to let go of. Um, yeah. But, you know, that's also working with your assistant and committing to making sure they're trained and doing it the way you want them to do it, um, as opposed to just, you know, doing their own thing. Right. Um, and I've gotten pretty lucky with that, uh, with assistants. So. Well, that's one thing I was going to ask. Do you think it's important that when you have an assistant that you look to see where you have the, the weakness and that they fill that void in? Or do you guys similar in your personality types? I'm just curious. 
Yeah, I guess you can't see me nod on a podcast, but I, I, yes, I, I was nodding in agreement. <laughs> One of the things um, that is really beneficial, and and uh, Doug Simcock, my owner broker, I know, uh, Michael, you know him. I'm not sure if yeah. David's met him or not, but uh, he he did. We talked about that a lot of, you know, find someone that is strong at the things that you're weak at, and, and that'll help, you know, balance your business out and, uh, you know, give you a well, more well-rounded service right and also somebody that you but that you like I mean you it sounds stupid but you spend a lot of time with that person and I mean mine at least it's text and call and email and you want to have a mutually beneficial good working fun relationship I mean it's right. not but that's because I Michael a little bit more she because she is client facing mm-hmm. like, she needs to represent the brand, so to speak. And right. um, that, that meant a certain personality type that was not, that is similar to me actually, in a, in a way. Um, she's far cooler than more fun than me, but. <laughs> <laughs> she has more of that party aspect. Yeah. Yeah. You were going to say something? I, I would agree with that a hundred percent is, uh, you know, I've had, uh, I don't know, probably five or six assistants over the years. And there has been, I can think of one or two, uh, one in particular that uh, it was a mistake. Uh, you know, it, it was just not fun to come in the office because we just, our personalities just didn't click. And so it's important to get someone that you get along with that you like because um, you do spend a lot of time with them. And yeah. if it's, you know, I found myself avoiding the office and uh, there was an opportunity to get out of that and I took it. <laughs> that's, that's great. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, and so, so that kind of, that kind of addresses that first scenario is that, you know, you can get people that will do things as good as you do them. And you can find people that are uh, adequate in terms of providing that level of service. And it just requires great communication of what it sounds like and that you guys get along and you work well together. What about the second one? So did you both experience, and when you made that investment, did you experience a good return on your investment in terms of when you didn't have an assistant, now you do. What happened to your business? And then also what happened to kind of, you know, because a lot of times we forget that another return on investment is not necessarily money, but also Absolutely. quality of life. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, mean, I, I kind of looked at when you start, and this was a Nick thing, was like actually knowing or conceptualizing what your dollar per hour is. Yeah. A very interesting exercise for me that I <laughs> admittedly never done. Mm-hmm. And when you get to a certain volume, the dollar per hour gets to be pretty high. And so you have to start asking yourselves, well, what could I have done? Like, what could I do for this dollar per hour that someone else could do for a different dollar per hour? Right. Was, I still struggle with that because I... I just do, but I'm trying and every year it gets better mm-hmm. and I do less and less of those things that help me either go have a life or just do more business, whichever one I choose to do that day, you know. Got it. And did you see a, did you see a good growth in your business from uh, when you, after you got the assistant on board and started? Yeah. And I think the, the, the flow became a lot easier and not automatic, but just better. And then, um, the volume has increased substantially. That's awesome. And how about you, Todd? Um, same thing. Uh, that was actually, that was probably my biggest concern. You know, I struggled with that for a long time, 
knowing that, you know, I was committing to X amount of dollars in wages, whether I made them or not. Um, and it kind of came down to, again, you know, I, I rely on Doug a lot. <laughs> right. Uh, and it kind of came down, you know, he, he related some of his, his experience, which was, uh, you know, every time I came up against, you know, do I invest this money and, uh, into an assistant and, you know, will it pay me back? He said, every time I've done it, it has, it's, it's my fear that's holding me back, not actually anything based in reality. And, uh, and that's absolutely been the case, you know, um, every year I look at how much I pay her and I look at my income and go, yep, good investment. Great investment. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I find that to be the case as long as you've taken the right roads to hire the right person and, and your due diligence in, in making sure that there's clear expectations of what the person's doing. So that leads me to my kind of my third question for both of you is that, you know, when we think about all the steps and what holds an agent back, who helped you with the steps and where did you find, um, you know, where did you find those steps in kind of figuring out, okay, here's where I'm going to hire the person. Here's where they're going to come from. Here's how I'm going to pay them. Here's the things that I want them to do. I mean, what was that process like for you? And where did you get resources for that? Um, I guess mine started with Nick, which was, you need an assistant. What are you, what are you doing? You <laughs> yeah, know? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and for me that, but I needed that push. I, I did. Yeah. I'm the one that would just create every reason not to do it. And mm-hmm. so that was a, that was a couple of years, a few years ago. Um, and then I ended up finding her through another brokers in the office ex-assistant actually said oh have you talked to this person and it, and I said oh no I, I haven't and we went out for coffee and it was like immediate mm-hmm. and there was we didn't really have a total plan I'm a planner but we didn't have that we just said let's see how it goes and we'll we'll keep adding things as this works and and we did and we've you know you, we've changed structure and we've changed what she's done but it was really a mutual beneficial thing for both parties and and Nick was a big he said it, it has to work for both people otherwise you're just it, it, it will never it will never grow into what it should or could right right and so we're always thinking every year it, like what could change or do we not want anything to change and if we don't great you know and is your assistant uh, so a licensed assistant ever uh, do you ever have any worries about the fact that they'll go off and become a high producing great real estate agent, which would be great if they did that. But I mean, are those are discussions like that happen? Sure. Yeah. And and that's some of the fear is, you know, and my, I didn't have to do this, but you train them, you do everything and then they leave. And um, mine actually works for herself as a full broker Mm -hmm. part time. And then for me, so uh, I don't have that fear, which is great. (laughs) Uh, She's already doing it. And she learns a lot, you know, I think she, but she understands the value in learning from me too. Yep, right. And I think that in turn, you know, she's used systems that I created to help her clients. And so there, and I didn't, I'm not charging her any, I mean, that's not the right thing to do. You just, you want her to succeed. Right. Yeah. That makes That makes sense. And that is the fear. And I think a lot of times we coach that and just say, you know, well, if they get to that point, then that's great for them. And then but you've already got kind of a system dialed in. So you know how to go and, you know, you, yeah, you may have to hire another assistant. That's just how it works, but don't let that be uh, the, the hurdle you put in front of yourself. Right. Cause that's, you know, they go, well, if I pay them and I do all this stuff, well, then they leave, then why do I want to go through that pain? 
kind of like a relationship, right? I don't want to get my heart broken again, so I'm just not going to do it. Um, the point is that you go through and do it. Uh, Todd, how about for you? What I, I know that uh, Doug's got a great like pack that kind of says, hey, here's all the things if you're going to hire an assistant you should think about. Was that something that he kind of helped you with? Absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, Doug was very instrumental in, you know, bouncing that idea off and helping me sort through how to do it. Um, you know, I've had one for quite a while now and, uh, it, you know, I, I, I started out, I hired them myself. I hired uh, someone to do the, uh, the payroll. Uh, then we switched uh, my wife started doing the payroll. Um, she could care less to do payroll. So she, <laughs> she right. didn't enjoy that. Then I went to a partnership kind of arrangement. Um, uh, and that didn't really work out. Um, and I realized through that process that really what I needed was just an assistant more often. And so I went back to the assistant and then finally, um, I got hooked up with a local company here uh, called Express Personnel. And now that seems to be for, for my business, that seems to be the best route to go, which my, so my assistant works for them and then I reimburse them and they, you know, they, they're, she's her, I'm sorry, she's their employee. They do payroll. They do all the withholdings. Uh, my wife likes it because she doesn't have to do it. Right. <laughs> and, so, yeah. uh, so you have a company that's doing that for you. Yes. Um, and, and you do pay a little more, uh, you know, cause obviously the company has to make a little money, but right. in my right. situation, it's worth it. Um, and uh, it, it's worked out, worked out well. And I know there's some, you know, there's some, I've seen some since then, some other companies like that and then virtual assistants and stuff like that. Um, I haven't looked much into that further since, uh, you know, it's working well the way it's going right now. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a, for me, it was a little bit more trial and error. And, but now I think I've, I'm ha pretty happy with how, how the hiring and payroll and stuff is going through, uh, through express personnel. That's great. And, and we're trying, we're trying to ramp up more to get more. We have checklists for a licensed assistant, a non-licensed assistant and kind of the job descriptions duties. Um, and that's something that I think that that's one of the biggest struggles. A lot of agents go, well, I'm just not sure what to do. So building a framework around that. I know more of our brokers are doing that too for the agents. Um, and I've got to assume, did your, did, your, uh, did your client experience get better? Uh, so if you're more calm and you have less stress, were you guys, did you see an increase in your customer service when you had an assistant? Mine has. Absolutely. Yeah. And mine, I, we kind of made the choice after we got to know each other a little bit and understand how we would flow together to introduce her to clients much earlier in the process, which I think was awesome because then she follows it. Like she may sit in inspection with them. She may do a showing and then she could, um, she does the transaction management piece. And so there's kind of an, an email piece to all of this. And then there's a, there's an in-person piece. And so we said, well, why don't we introduce you earlier? Right. <laughs> so in the, mix earlier. the whole time, you know, why are you just then getting introduced on an email that doesn't, and it was like, why did, why didn't we think of that six months ago? <laughs> but that's how it goes. You know, you just have to be open to that and yeah. kind of allow that stuff to happen. But yeah, I think that, and the, the availability for showings and things have gotten much better because there's two or one and a half. Right. 
and also too, I'm sure like when you decide to take vacations and do those types of things, it gives you a more peace of mind that if you're gone, that things are still getting taken care of and you're probably not having to work on your vacations. Is that true? Yeah, I'm not as good about that. I'm well, work less. <laughs> work less. Okay, work less. All right. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Hey, forget less. about the perfection piece. <laughs> well, and, and, and Todd, I do know that Doug said to me that uh, whenever he sees you out on the golf course, uh, you say, you know, uh, I could not do this without my assistant because the, the fact mm -hmm. that I have an assistant allows me to be here engaging and building those client relationships that you talked about. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, she'll see, uh, you know, and something will come in on email or something and I'll be out of the office and she'll just take care of it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I, because of that perfection piece, I'm always CC'd on everything, but uh, um, it's, it's great to know that, you know, I get done golfing or even during golf, I'll look at my phone and go, Oh, Oh, she's already on it. She's got it taken care of no big deal. We're moving on. I can focus on the next shot. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good feeling. That's yeah. A really good feeling. <laughs> yeah. So, so vacations uh, have been uh, like, you hit the nail on the head. It's you, you know, instead of checking in all the day long, you know, I can check it in the morning, check it in the afternoon. And, you know, most of the time there's not much for me to really do just uh, just get caught up on what happened in the day. And uh, that's a great feeling on a vacation. Well, so the one you, question. Do you have what? access to all your emails? What's it? He, David she can't, she can look into my emails. Yeah. Okay. So one but question. She gets, both... Oh, go ahead. Back, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, back to introducing. I, I kind of started introducing my assistant a long time ago. I realized how important that was. So uh, now when we, you know, we have a new client, we, she gets introduced right at the beginning. Um, and then they feel like, okay, there's, there's myself and Julie that they can reach out to. Um, and so uh, most of the time she's CC'd on most emails anyways, just cause my clients know that, you know, uh, if they'll get one of us quicker, if they send it to both of us. So. Well, and I think that's great because now they're working with a team and that gives just another level of certainty and another level of feeling as if, you know, there's always somebody there. I, I is a great idea. Yeah. Um, I do have one question for both of you is that, so what's, what's the frequency of your meetings to kind of for planning? Do you guys meet, you have like a once a week meeting or how does that kind of work for both of you? Uh, I'm rolling my eyes because we should have something once a week. Before COVID, we were doing really well. Okay. Uh, and then obviously that went out the window for X amount of time. And then we got busy and we we talk all the time that's just why my joke is like it's a good thing we like each other because we really do talk okay all the time um but one thing we should get better at and that we should regroup for 2021 is like i want to sit down the same time it needs to be booked because if it's not booked it's not gonna happen it won't happen right and even, even though sometimes when it's booked it doesn't happen <laughs> i think that would plan the week better uh, I sound like Nick now, but like yeah. I know that would help plan what she's going to do versus what I'm going to do and what we're going to do together versus separately. And that, that has, we're not doing a very good job, I have to be very honest. <laughs> so, it, 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 but you feel, but you do feel that that consistent communication on a weekly basis makes for a smoother process with the two of you working together, right? For sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Todd, how about you? Do you guys have? Yeah. Same. 
same thing. We, I, I have a, an appointment on my calendar every week uh, that says I'm going to talk to my assistant. <laughs> That's the first appointment to get canceled every week. Yeah. <laughs> if something comes up. Right, right, right. Uh, but we actually... <laughs> yeah, we just uh, we actually just talked about this and we moved it to a different day to hopefully, uh, you know, make that happen on a more consistent basis. Um, but I can tell you that the, the weeks we do get to meet and we, we commit to that appointment do run smoother. Um, you know, it's it's that's one where we I need I need to be better about committing to that appointment and making sure that it happens every week and we talk about uh, you know, the plan for the week and, uh, you know, any, any new things that, uh, you know, uh, there's lots of stuff that, uh, you know, I, I, I know we need to go over this, uh, you know, process or change this process. And that's a great opportunity to, to do that so that you're constantly making your service better every week. Um, <laughs> but I'll admit it, I'm terrible about it. <laughs> <laughs> So, so from this, I, I, did, I decipher that you guys both agree that, um, you know, there are people that can do this stuff uh, that you were thinking you could only do yourself. There is the ability to um, have uh, an assistant that can enhance your life and your business and, and bring it up. There is a process for that. If, but if, if people listening right now, if they said, well, okay, what, what would be one uh, piece of advice you'd give to somebody if they're sitting on the fence? And they're not really sure about getting an assistant yet. Um, and maybe David, you're from a licensed assistant perspective, and Todd from a non-licensed. What's one thing you would say to them? Say, hey, you know what? This is this is what you should go do. Or what's a takeaway that they can walk away from this uh, podcast with? I get mine would be take take the time to make it right, but don't don't take forever because it may never be perfect. But it need it that doesn't mean go hire the first person that is introduced to you or that wants to work for you. You. It, it needs to really jive really, yeah. really, really well. Um, and then I think defining the roles is, is important and let that be somewhat of a fluid thing, but it was very helpful for me to know we pulled these five things off of David's plate and I know every month they're going to happen. And in the beginning, I would check in and do all this stuff. And now I know I don't have to do that. And that is a freeing thing. Um, right. So, so make and make sure the person can do what you want. This sounds so dumb, but they they're the right fit to do the right things because they may be great, but not for what you need or you need at that point in your career. And maybe they're great for you a year from now, but it's not really the role that you need to put somebody in. Yeah, know? identify their competency in those areas that you don't want to do and that they're good at those things. It sounds yeah. like. Yeah, that's great. Todd, how about you? Yeah, same. I, I would agree with everything Dave said. The uh, the uh, uh, the thing I would say if if you're thinking about hiring an assistant is, uh, you know, in the words of Nike, just do it. Um, don't let fear stop you. Don't let um, you know your worries about the added income or the added expense, you know, investment stop you. Um, pull the trigger. Uh, other people have done it. It's worked. It does work. Um, you know, there's lots of things you need to, uh, as David alluded to, you do need to make sure you get a good fit. You need to make sure that expectations are set and that you are clear about what your assistant needs to do versus what you want to do. But, you know, for me, it was, I just had to do it, just do right. it. And, yeah. and once I took that first step, you know, 
the rest of it started to just fall into place. Um, it kind of forced me to do the rest of it, really. <laughs> well, and I think that's, and, and the both of you, you know, as, as David, you said, Nick was your coach and kind of said, hey, you got to do this. Todd, you had uh, Doug Simcock, great broker, great owner who said, hey, here's the way to do this. And I think if anybody's thinking about hiring an assistant, one of the things I would say is check your resources. Talk to people like we've done here that, have do it, that are doing it. Don't reinvent the wheel. You know, say, yep. hey, what, 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 if you could do it again, would you do something differently? Do you have a process? Do you have a checklist? It's amazing what people are willing to share. I know in Windermere Coaching, we're building a whole piece on non-licensed and licensed assistants to share out information around that world. Um, but I love what both of you say. Find the people that are competent to do the things that you're not, you don't like doing, and then make sure that you have a schedule and making it happen so that you know it's happening the right way. And also just do it, uh, you know, don't wait around because we can wait and wait and wait. And there's always people out there that can help us. Well, hey, you guys, I want to thank you for doing this. I totally appreciate it. Again, um, David Hogan in Bellevue, Maine, been in this eight years, Todd Wright, 23 years in Walla Walla. And uh, you guys, this podcast will go out and get a lot of different listeners. Um, if anybody wants to reach out to you, uh, where can they find you? Uh, Todd Wright at Windermere.com. Awesome. I'm David Hogan at windermere.com yeah. and they can call or email. I, I had a lot of help, so I'm happy to. That's great. Call. Yeah. Same goes for me. If I, I'm happy to, you know, talk to anybody about uh, that kind of stuff or anything, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hey, you two, thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. I'll just say all the listeners, you guys, thank you so much. This has been ask a Windermere coach. If you'd like to find more about our Windermere Coaching, you can go to windermerecoaching.com and uh, just say to all of you, have a great day, be awesome and help somebody. And again, thanks to you two for participating. I really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. All right. Nice, nice meeting you, David. <laughs> we want to thank you so much for listening to Ask a Windermere Coach. Again, my name is Michael Fanning. If you found any of this interesting, please feel free to share it out. Also, if you find that you're interested in coaching, you might want to take a look at our website, windermerecoaching.com. Hey, everybody, have a great day, and be awesome and help someone. <laughs>